0: Good evening and welcome to Horror Down South. My name is Ryan. And this is Rodney. Hey guys, just wanted to um, come at you again with our second episode so far. Um, we've been doing a little more research and digging in real good and trying to find some of the best stuff for you. Uh, just wanted to kind of give you a rundown on some um, horror news. First of all, and Rodney, what did, what did you find on the horror news? Um,
1: George Romero, he. Uh he passed away last year, but he left behind some uh, unmade movies, and among those movies was a film called Road of the Dead. That film is currently in some form of early production, but uh, just recently it was announced there will be a three-issue comic book miniseries prequel to this uh, this new movie, and the the premise of uh, Road of the Dead is that it's Set six years after Land of the Dead, and it features zombies racing for the entertainment of the wealthy. It's a a little ludicrous, but um, in Land of the Dead, there were uh, zombies using weapons. And even in Day of the Dead, there was Bub, who showed some basic intelligence. Yep. So, we'll see how that goes. The first issue should actually be in stores now.
0: That's cool, that's really cool That's something we're going to have to check out ourselves um, Big fan of Romero, huge, huge fan um, Zombies wouldn't be the same, probably wouldn't even exist if not for him So, uh, hats off to Romero and rest in peace buddy, we miss you. Um, on that note, we are diving into an episode tonight Where we are going to be discussing three different topics Three, that's correct, right?
1: Yes, yes, three. Um, we actually decided, since the research for this episode gave us a few more options, that uh, we're going to do a two-part episode of uh, Cryptids of Alabama. And uh, the, our first set, um, it's a Falkville Metal Man, the, or the Alabama Metal Man, depending on your source. Um, the white thing... White thang, not thing. (laughs) White thang. I actually discovered that there is a separate entity called the Alabama White Thing um, that was seen near Huntsville, I believe it was, and we're going to cover that in the next episode. And our final topic will be the wampus cat. Yep. Um, Just to let
0: everyone know, uh, we actually, and this is a surprise to Rodney because he doesn't know anything yet, we actually have our merchandise up on t public for anybody that wants to go purchase it um it is very uh very new to us we we haven't really discussed much on the merchandise side i kind of just was goofing off the other night and rodney i actually just pieced together something and it actually turned out really cool um you can actually search www.tpublic.com slash horror down south and it will populate that page for you so you can check out all the merch you can get. I mean, you can get tote bags, coffee mugs, travel mugs, t-shirts, baseball tees, tank tops, hoodies. I mean, it goes on and on. Um, do us a favor and support us and, and get our merchandise and, and wear it out so everybody can see that um, awesome logo of Dick
1: on the cover of our podcast Yes, we have named our, our logo mascot uh, Richard Dick for short.
0: <laughs> but we, we want to get it out to y'all as quickly as possible and get all the information as we gather it and get it out to y'all. So with that being said, Rodney, let's dive right into the first
1: piece of our topic. All right. Um, I guess I will start off with the Falkville Metal Man. In Falkville, Alabama, in October 1973, a UFO was reported to the police. Uh, The chief of police was a man named Jeff Greenhall. He was off duty, but he responded to the call nonetheless. He grabbed his camera along with his handcuffs and his service weapon. He arrived at a field outside of town where the UFO was reportedly seen. When he arrived, he did not find a UFO. He saw nothing out of the ordinary. Um, He decides to return to his vehicle and proceeds to drive the perimeter of the field just to double check and make sure all his bases are covered. He turns down a small path where he comes upon a a humanoid being. What? Yes, he described the creature as clad in a suit fashioned from a material that appeared to resemble aluminum foil. He described the suit as incredibly bright, yet smooth like glass. That's strange. Observing the creature's movements, he described it as childlike or even monkey-like, yet also appearing mechanical or robotic. Greenhall goes to grab his camera, snaps a picture. The first picture's useless, and he snaps three more. And for whatever reason, maybe the flash startled the creature. Uh, I've read that it could have thought it was being um, fired upon with some type of um, flashing light weapon, and that's what startled it. But that, uh, how will how we know that it's, the, the creature was never seen again? We don't have any insight into the creature's train of thought. Yeah. But um, Greenhall, noting the creature's direction, jumps in his truck and gives chase. He notices he's at 35 miles an hour and is still being outrun by this creature, which is also apparently springing while it's running, doing things that a human is not capable of doing. That's that's crazy. So Greenhog continues pursuit but loses control of his truck and ends up in a ditch. This gives the creature a window of escape and it was never seen again. Greenhalgh reported what he experienced, but was met with fairly harsh criticism. No one believed him. Everybody thought it was a hoax. He actually, within months, lost his job as chief of police. I read he that. Lost his wife, and his home was burned down. That's crazy. So, he he suffered a lot um, as a result of this. You know, maybe the his house burning down clearly was not as a result of this, but... He, he did lose his job. He was a 26 year old chief of police. That's pretty young to be chief of police. Yeah, he, he had a good job, but. Really the, young. The city council uh, removed him from the position. That's crazy. Because he refused to um, retract his story. But why would you retract
0: the story if, I mean, if you feel like you have credible evidence of a UFO, maybe not even a UFO sighting, because he said it was gone by the time he got there. Right. But of this creature made of supposed metal that seemed to run in a springy, like, quick
1: manner. Yeah, um, it's speculated that if he himself wasn't responsible for hoaxing this, that someone was playing a hoax on him and he never found out about it. He, he regrets seeing this, this alien creature It. You know, it kind of ruined his life. Yeah. So he didn't make any money either. So what was his motive for, for this hoax? You know, he benefited in no way. So, I mean, it it doesn't make
0: any sense to why you would come up, you would ba- basically make up a lie and cost you all this heartache. Yes. Why, why would you do that if it wasn't, something that you actually saw with your own eyes. Absolutely.
1: He sent the photos for analysis, uh, but the person who did the analysis believed it was a hoax that was inspired by an incident that happened in Pascagoula. <clears throat> Interestingly, the pictures show a UFO. One of the photos does show a UFO, but Jeff Greenhaw never reported seeing a UFO. So there's... An accidental UFO sighting. Yeah, that's that's an accidental UFO sighting, which
0: we've had many of those. Um, people, you know, Stardust Ranch is known for its UFO sightings and known for the gray alien uh, interaction. Right, right. So this part, you know, the the metal man doesn't surprise me. It could, I mean, and I would say it's real because. If if a guy's willing to lose his job over this stuff, right? He had to have seen
1: something. If it if it wasn't real, he is still the unknowing victim of a hoax, and who whoever did that, just, that's just terrible. I yeah, mean, he, he, you he just cost a man his livelihood.
0: I mean, you pretty much ruined that entire man's everything.
1: I did discover I was <clears> reading <throat> in uh, comment sections on various websites while I was researching this particular topic and there were multiple people who were claiming to know for a fact it was a hoax and they gave all these different names and why would so many different people be portraying a creature and some some of these claims were that they were portraying this creature on a different night yet this particular encounter with Jeff Greenhaw is the only encounter we have of this creature so maybe it wasn't a hoax maybe it was it you know certainly would be nice that it wasn't a hoax some people believe that it was actually a a robotic scout sent from an alien race hmm. to do some preliminary stuffs but those um, are those you know those people that study
0: that that form of you know beings they they actually get into the the bits and pieces of what an alien is and, yes. and where they come from and things of that nature. Um, that's just crazy to me that somebody would, you know,
1: play a hoax on this guy right? and cost him his entire livelihood. I mean, it... Is Alabama? There's not really a lot to do. I could, it's not out of the realm that some teenagers <laughs> would want to hoax somebody to, you know, to, to get their kicks. You ain't lying about that, man. I mean, I never did anything like that, but I don't put it past teenagers. <laughs>
0: no, I don't either. I don't either. Especially with the way this generation has been.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Um, so that's uh that's it for the Falkville Metal Man. Our, the next topic is the White Thing. The legend of the white thing has existed in the Alabama counties of Jefferson, Etowah, and Morgan since about the 1930s, although there is an earlier account of settlers in the area having to barricade their windows to keep the white thing out. Early reports of the creature describe it as a quadruped that would climb trees and wait for people to walk by so it could pounce on them. The later reports starting in about the 1940s, describe a tall, white, bipedal creature that, for, and everyone who's encountered it has said it's, it's non-threatening. The creature is described as emitting a scream that sounded like a woman or a baby crying, although there are some witnesses who claim it sounds like a panther. Few witnesses say it looked like a bear with a lion's head. What? Yes. Like that was uh, one of the more off-the-wall descriptions I found, and I felt I had to include that. And this next one actually takes the cake in terms of uh, weird. It, spe- uh, it is claimed by one witness that it could shapeshift. It, it, right before their eyes, it shapeshift into a giant cow. What?
0: Yes, That's, we're really pushing the envelope here with this one. This is uh, some some highly interesting stuff, and I, I'm not exactly sure
1: what that means. <laughs> well, I maybe that person got into some shine or something. I I've, I've never heard of a of a Bigfoot like creature turning into a cow. <laughs> no, I've never heard of that before.
0: I thought that was. Uh, Quite interesting when you said that it kind of threw me for a loop actually.
1: <laughs> so there's speculation that it could either be an, appar- an apparition, an albino Bigfoot, an interdimensional being, or even an alien humanoid. Um, white albino Bigfoot, whatever you want to call them, they're not they're not unheard of. Um, in the 1970s, in Blakeslee, Pennsylvania, a Seven and a half foot tall, <clears throat> white furred humanoid was spotted. And uh, in 2010, uh, citizens in an area of Pennsylvania had been reporting white Bigfoot sightings for a while. That same year, a report of a juvenile albino Bigfoot surfaced. It was. It was also supposedly... In relation to the Pennsylvania white Bigfoot, there was supposedly a video about that showed this creature, but it's been debunked as a hoax by one individual who is known, he's known for debunking other videos of this sort, but I'm not sure about his. Like that's his job or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. That's his job. Well, uh, that's, that's really it There's There wasn't a whole lot about uh, White Fang.
0: Um Which is precisely why we decided to cover three topics in this episode And three in the next episode Because there's not a whole lot of stuff to go on here As far as, you know, first, first-hand encounters um, Different sightings Or we can actually get into detail about them we really don't know um, why there is not enough information on these topics. Maybe there just hasn't been enough sightings. Maybe we,
1: maybe people aren't reporting those sightings enough. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is maybe they're not reporting it. You know, especially when you look at cases like uh, Chief Greenhall you know, being met with really harsh skepticism in regards to what they claim they saw. That kind of ridicule can really keep people from coming out with their stories. And I completely understand that. I've, I've been made fun of by some people for my experience. Same. So with that being said,
0: if you have an experience that you want to tell someone about and you're make, you want to make sure you're not going to get laughed at, send it to us. Absolutely. We will not laugh at you. We will dig through and discover the credibility of your encounter, we will see if there's any relating stories that have met that encounter as well as try to debunk it, but not you know
1: fully laugh in your face like some people would. Right, right. We, we, we don't want to do that to people, we don't want to make people feel like that. Um, if, if, if you want us to share your stories, we will. If you don't, we won't. If you want us to share and remain anonymous, that's perfectly fine.
0: Just yeah, we will we will preserve your anonymity. Ha- anonymity. Anonymity. I can't <laughs> that's, the, that's a hard word to say. I cannot <laughs> say that word. I've never been able to say that word. Um but for all intents and purposes, our third topic actually comes straight out of the heart of Trustville, Alabama in twenty fourteen, which is Pretty wild because I've been there. I don't know if you've been there, Rodney. I actually have an ant that lives in trustful That's really cool. Yeah. Um, basically, in 2014, they were saying that some of the residents out of that area had started discovering that their pets were being killed by an unknown animal. We don't really know what this animal was. Uh, city officials actually claimed that it was coyotes that were killing these cats and small dogs. But according to press register out of Mobile, Alabama, the canines from the bites on the animals did not match the reports that the eyewitnesses gave to them. Basically one witness told the press register, which is, the newspaper out of Mobile, Alabama, that several residents had confirmed it to be some sort of feline creature that can jump tall fences and move extremely quick.
1: So, so the the canines were not the canines from a coyote or <clears throat> even a something in that family.
0: No, there was there was no credible um, research done. To support that it was a coyote or any type of fox or any type of wild creature like that that lives in our state um, and inhabits our woods. Um, so they still really didn't know what, what what it exactly was, but they classified this creature as the wampus cat. And basically what the wampus cat is. As far, as far as legend goes, it is a spectral panther-sized beast that has been reported, seen across the American Southeast for centuries. So that tells me right there that I mean, if there's this many sightings of this being, of this creature, then something's got to be real there. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that because I feel like if people are going to, if multiple, multiple people have come forward to city officials and police with this particular same story, then where's the, where's the hoax in that? Well, could it be a Panther or a mountain lion, something like that? And see, we thought that too. They, they actually also ran the canines against that as well, and it came back negative on both. Hmm. So, I've actually got a little bit more information than what I thought I was going to gather on this topic, but it shouldn't take much. Uh, it wasn't very much, inf- very much more information, but it was still some pretty credible things, and it turns out that they're, it's actually a magical coincidence. They're saying that these legends are claiming it to be magical,
1: so like, uh, like, like Native American magic. Absolutely, actually. All right. Um, the first
0: legend actually comes from an American Indian tradition. Um, a Cherokee woman who was suspicious of her husband's trips actually dressed in mountain lion skin and followed him and the others to a hunting party in the woods. So basically when she got to that hunting party, she saw them sitting around a fire and listening to stories. Now I'm not exactly sure what stories were about. I think they were about magic. And while she was hiding and continued to listen to those stories they actually found her. And what's crazy about that is the stories are actually forbidden to the women of their tribes. Oh, wow. So when the men found her, they actually cursed her. So she would have to live out an eternity as a part, as half woman and half mountain lion. Interesting. Yes. I thought it was uh, very head turning. When I was reading, I was like, like looking sideways like a dog or something. And I was like, what?
1: <laughs> what is going on here? So it sounds kind of like it has some similarities to um, stories about how people become a werewolf or skinwalker because skinwalkers don't necessarily turn into wolves, they can take various shapes. Yeah, pretty much. Um,
0: which is really cool to me because. Doing this research I didn't have a whole lot of time to do much of anything On this topic research wise Because man my week's been so crazy And (laughs) I've just been so busy With everything And trying to get everything done And get ready for Thanksgiving And it's just been It's been wild man
1: I feel Um, you I know you had a a Quite of a bit of a Rough week as well If I miss a day at work Like it takes two or three days To get caught up from that one day Guaranteed (laughs) that's how it goes man you miss
0: one day and you got three days worth of work to catch
1: it back up Yeah. well I I, I try not to work on Halloween I try to enjoy that whole day well it's worth it oh absolutely absolutely I, I mean, to watch a ton of movies that day play some I board mean,
0: games yeah. what, what else is more fun than watching a movie and playing uh, a board game
1: Okay, we got massively off topic. You have yeah, we a, did. you have a little more information still, to share. I
0: still have a little bit more information. Um, the second and probably to me the most credible uh, legend, which I actually think is one hundred percent true. I feel like in my in my mind it's one hundred percent true. But also still sort of magical in a sense. Um this legend's actually more modern and It states that according to the McDowell News of Marion, North Carolina, and there was no specific date on this, I couldn't find a date, um, during World War II, the U.S. military actually succeeded in crossbreeding mountain lions with gray wolves out of rural Alabama. Oh, wow. Yeah. So basically what they were doing was trying to create a super— Species of intelligent, vicious creatures that could actually carry messages across enemy lines. Oh, wow. Yeah. So imagine Nazi getting attacked by one of those things. (laughs) um, There wouldn't be a Nazi left. (laughs) But, excuse me, something happened. Sorry, guys, I got a cough. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Something happened and. We, we aren't exactly sure what happened within the camp, but a few of these creatures got loose, a couple of males and a few females. They actually escaped the compound they were being held in and started to breed in the wild. Oh, wow. And that's actually where they received their name, the wampus cat. And that, to me, is probably the most
1: credible legend I have listened to. Or it, red. It definitely makes more sense than the Native American legend. No, no disrespect to Native American religious beliefs, but absolutely not. Our our government does do some shady stuff. Yes, they do. And I mean, what is it?
0: Um, where they're holding the aliens? Area fifty-one. Area fifty-one. I mean, that's a perfect, re, a perfect. Explanation
1: for what our government's pulling and off. And right there's now. actually um, as far as crossbreeding species, there's reports of the Soviets trying to create a an ape human hybrid what? and having supposedly having varying degrees of success. But but really? it's it's not unheard of for governments to supposedly partake in the crossbreeding of animals. And that, that's crazy. That's so crazy.
0: Because I mean, who would have ever thought that crossbreeding would be a thing? Um, well, I did not.
1: And that actually kind of scares me a little. And I actually just thought about this in regard to the crossbreeding thing. Aren't most things like a, like a liger and like other crossbred animals, aren't they sterile? Can they not... Have I wouldn't think they offspring. could procreate. No,
0: I would not think that. But maybe it's gotten more advanced than what we know. Yeah, yeah, could do. It's very possible that those these scientists have figured out a way to not only crossbreed these animals, but give them the ability to procreate. Fair enough. And that's astonishing.
1: Absolutely absolutely. Um, hey, another another note on the Wampus cat. Um, I had never heard of the Wampus cat when when this when I had this experience, but I, I had a particular experience that I'm gonna save for an episode where Ryan and I talk about our personal experiences with the with cryptids, the paranormal etc but um, I feel like maybe, I saw a Wampus cat. Like the the descriptions of the that I've come across of the Wampus cat, i feel like it's a possibility for what I what I saw this this particular night. But um so you never told me that? Oh, really? I never told you that you story? You never told me about the wampus cat. Uh, that's like one of my favorite stories to tell
0: people. No, right? you actually never told me that story. I'll have to tell you about it when we're, when we're done with this. <laughs> yeah, well, no. Save it for that um, episode, because that way you get actual uh, full effect of my surprise Fair enough. face over here. I'm <laughs> Looking at you like like a, a crazed man.
1: <laughs> so uh, that uh, that wraps up our grab bag of Alabama cryptids. Um Last, uh, last episode, we didn't do a review, but this time, we're going to give you guys a review. We're going to try not to include too many spoilers. I believe we're actually going to uh, give you guys our thoughts on the new Halloween. Oh, yes.
0: Um, so me and my fiance actually went and watched Halloween, and then not even a couple of days later, Rodney and his girlfriend went and watched Halloween. And just to sum it all up, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but Rodney straight up texted me after he saw it and was like, "Dude, this movie was boss." <laughs> that, that was verbatim my text. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, spot on. And my response was, "Wasn't it though?" Yeah. Absolutely perfection.
1: And you know, I I like the original Halloween to the the first sequel to. Halloween, but they're kind of pretty crappy after that. I mean, that Halloween 2 is not that great, but it's not as bad as some of the other ones. But this new movie ignores all of those. It picks up 40 years after the end of the original. And I was apprehensive about the idea, especially when I discovered that Danny McBride, of all people, was one of the co-writers of the film. Yeah. And it was directed by the same gentleman who directed Pineapple Express, I believe it was. What? Yes. I did not know that. And he was one of the writers as well, I think. So I was really apprehensive, but it was quite possibly the best sequel to a horror film ever. I just can't say enough about it. It was so so amazing.
0: Yes, um... Rotten Tomatoes, I do believe, gave it like a nine out of ten.
1: I haven't checked. I think it's. I think it's in the eighties now. Is it in the eighties now? I, I think it dipped down a little bit when the film actually went wide release.
0: Okay, I know when I saw it, I was sitting in the theater after. After it was over, going please give me an in credit scene. Please give me an in credit <laughs>
1: scene. Was there one? didn't There was crack. absolutely <laughs> not one, and I
0: was cussing walking out of the theater. <laughs> it was it was uh, really uh, saddening because you know now we don't know if we're going to get a sequel, uh, you know a third one to that to that trill. If we're going to add to the trilogy,
1: uh, Jamie Lee Curtis said. That if the director was involved with the sequel, she would be on board. So.
0: Well, there's hope.
1: Yeah, there's a little
0: bit of hope. Um, I'm, I'm truly, truly, truly excited. If they do another one, I just know it's going to be as good, if not better.
1: I, I, I hope so. I hope so. With with this one, they, they really did a great job. They showed how this af- affected... Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie, after all these years and everything, and Michael is brutal. Oh, he this, is in this film.
0: That, Rodney's pause was so he did not have a spoiler come out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that was, he was exactly what Rodney said. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, the most brutal part of the entire movie. I've That's, never seen him that brutal.
1: And. I, I kind of like Rob Zombie's two Halloween films. But yes, one of the things I really enjoyed was how brutal Michael Myers was, and it felt like they were able to bring some of that brutality into Carpenter's universe. This this is being a sequel to Carpenter's original film, and, and it's amazing. Like I, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about body count or anything like that, but it's just, it's one of the best horror films I've seen in a long time. It is. I just watched 60-something different films over the month of October. <laughs> so, and and that that movie's the best, in your opinion? It, it's definitely one of the best. There, there's a few others I saw that play into su- subgenres that I enjoy far more, like... Uh, the endless and okay. resolution. I'm really a big fan of those two movies. Um, the the duo that directs those. I love anything they do. But as far as slashers go, this I'm I've always been more partial to Friday the Thirteenth. But in terms of quality, Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street are better. But with this sequel, Halloween solidified itself as the the better quality slasher fan.
0: Absolutely. And and I really really I my biggest and most favorite horror franchise is Nightmare on Elm Street. I just love everything that Robert Englund did with Freddy and the way he portrayed him and the way he brought him into that world and also was able to strip off the makeup, and be this just genuine person. Right, right. So hats off to Robert England, which we mentioned last episode. He is actually supposed to be talking about doing another nightmare. So be on the lookout for any news on that. We will be bringing it to you straight from uh, here uh, every chance we get. There's also one more review... That I just have been itching to do <laughs> since I played it the other night, I have not been able to get it off my mind, and I'm gonna play it tonight once we're done. <laughs> so,
1: Rodney, why don't you tell them what that is? All right, it's a mixtape massacre. <coughs> it's um the board. It's a board game. It's uh, it's set up similar to Clue. There's different locations to go to, but instead of getting clues or I've never played Clue, actually. I don't know what the objective of is. I don't know what, the, don't, objective don't know what the objective of Clue is. I either. just know the board is... They're very similar. Um, you're going around to these locations like the, the <clears throat> mini-mart, the video store, the arcade... Um, the graveyard. Yeah, the graveyard, skate park, hotel, hospital, high school. Um, a knockoff of a crystal lake called Diamond Lake. <laughs> 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 but it's uh, all the characters you play as like horror movie villains knockoff horror movie villains obviously um and the goal is to collect a certain number of souvenirs and in order to collect these souvenirs you have to go to these named locations and complete something called a killer scene dude card and that gives you an opportunity to get a kill or you could get attacked by a survivor and lose health or come across something called the i think it's called the final so the the final girl final girl card that that card's brutal
0: (laughs) that card sucks it's Um, almost as bad as um scooping
1: up a death card (laughs) yes which we have not played with the death cards we haven't really played with the final girl or the survivor I i think that's what that card's called it it's, it's similar to the final girl, but everybody just loses two health instead of getting killed by this card. But I think the goal is like 15 or 12 souvenirs, and it's a, it's a fast-paced game. You throw your dice, and you move that number of spaces, and when you get in a location, if you're successful in a kill, you can go on a killing spree, and you roll the dice again, and you go double the amount of spaces, and try to get as many kills as you can or if you can't make it that far you can stop on a space that's a little uh, cassette icons called a, a mixtape and those are benefits they can or they can not be beneficial they can, can really, really screw you over yeah you can you can lose two health you can move back to a starting point and lose souvenirs steal souvenirs regain health things like that it's it's fast paced it doesn't take maybe an hour if that, like most games are 30 to 45 minutes, but when you're playing with other people, you kind of change the rules a little bit so the gameplay spreads out a little more. and if, it, It's fun. It's it's all in good competitive fun.
0: I, I really enjoy it. Um, I can't wait to play it. I mean, I guess um, being that Sam is not here and neither is Kim, it'll just be me and you <laughs> as soon as this is over, setting up and... Uh, which, of course, tonight I'll work on getting this uh, episode uploaded to Spotify and SoundCloud. Um, still working on getting on iTunes. Uh, I've seen some complications there. I might try to reach out to Matt and Adam from Graveyard Tales. We, we may need to do that to actually see how they went about doing it. Um, by the way, actually, um, huge, huge shout out to uh, Matt and Adam down there at Graveyard Tales. They're out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they actually just did a live event. We were supposed to go, and we didn't get a chance to, and we we're really kicking ourselves in the butt for not <laughs> going because it would have been an honor to meet those guys. We really enjoy listening to their podcast, and if you do get a chance, and if you've listened to us, jump over to Graveyard Tales. Check out their website, graveyardtales.com. Um, they're really, their stuff's really good, and we really enjoy listening to them, as well as Kryptonot Podcast. Those guys... Actually, wished us good luck if I'm not mistaken, right?
1: Yeah they they uh, they asked my girlfriend if they could share a picture that she posted to Instagram. I believe it was, and she responded and mentioned our podcast, and they wished us luck. I, you know, they they may not be like the biggest names in podcasting, but they're one of our favorite podcasts, and that really meant a lot. I thought that was really cool. That was super cool, and I know Matt and Adam if they
0: if they hear this and we haven't really gotten a chance to talk to them yet but if they were to if they were to ever listen to this episode and they were to hear us mention them and talk so highly about them i know that would make them feel good as well oh absolutely because you know how else do we get our ourselves out there i mean these guys mention us if we can get in there with them and collaborate with those guys they're going to mention us they're going to talk about us we might even have an advertisement on one of their episodes. So, that's just kind of the way we are going to be getting our the word
1: out there. Yeah, it's going to be things that we look at in the down the road when we get this streamlined. But um, do you have anything else you want to add? Um,
0: nothing really. I think that pretty much covers everything we're going to talk about tonight. Um, anything for you, Rodney? No, no, that's it. Awesome. Well, Guys, I hope y'all have a fantastic night, and as always, we will see you in the darkness.